October 23rd, 2009, it's Watt from Pedro Show.
the mind is like a universe. A new world stretching out in front of us. Cherish the moment. See yourself as you're at the core seeds of light waiting to grow.
is like a universe. A new world stretching out in front of us. Cherish the moment. See yourself as you are. At the core, seas of light waiting to grow. Watch for Pedro Show, October 23rd, 2009. Guest, Miss Peak, who just ran away. I think she's on the phone with Nels Klein. Why don't you come here and share your conversation, Miss Peak? Nels, that gives you uh, his love to you. Did you get off? He's running quickly off into the gate. You know how to get uh, Miss Peak off the leash quick? <laughs> just start the radio show. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, quickly. It's very commonly done. Yeah, quickly. She ran off and then... Anyway, welcome aboard. When's the last time you were in Pedro do radio show with me? weeks ago, right? Brother Matt's... Yes. That was the love grotto on the pleasure oh, point. Here. You're not in the love grotto on the pleasure point. The, no, I did it twice. Right? Uh, yeah, here, I'll say it again. When was the last time? I don't remember. Okay, honest. I have to go look You'd at appreciate your website. That. <laughs> okay, uh, start off the show with uh, Mr. John Coltrane along with Miles Davis doing Tad's Delight. And then we heard from Brain by a two-person version of Migu, Shimmy Mizuko, of course, her band. And uh, they're in New York City right now. They played a gig last night, and Shimmy said it went very well. I think Sean Lund... Lennon joined them on a song, Spider. Mm. They have the same word for cloud, you know, as Spider. Kumo. It's the same, same word? You know, we do stuff like that in mm. English. Um, I see you. Mm. I paddled my kayak in the sea. By the way, I did paddle the kayak. Lou Man and his wife. It's our 40th birthday, and since I had no man available today... Or tonight to do gig for a birthday. I said, I'll take you paddling and Pedro and bring you through the Angels Gate. They both had kayaks. Mm -hmm. It's very rare that you meet a husband and wife partnership, <laughs> each with a kayak. I like that. <laughs> That's how you get married. So anyway, we heard from Brain, a practice version. Uh, but at the gig last night, they had Sean. I think Miss Yuka joins them tonight. Maybe... Mr. Nels, that's where he's going, right? Yeah. Talk about your conversation you just had. Oh, he was just telling me about the automatic timer in his living room might not go on the same time. That's all it was. <laughs> just now. Because I look after his place when he's gone. So, uh, didn't get into any details once 
His that? automatic timer might not go on. Yeah, he's in the living might room. Might not be so automatic. Yeah, well, it might not go might on fail. exactly the time that he wants it because he, he times it for a living room light to go on. Oh, it's a light. Yeah, so people light. know not to steal stuff. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Somebody's home, don't steal. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe he joins in on the gig tonight. Who knows? I don't know. I know he's going to play with those two along with me first week of January mm-hmm. to make second brother-sister-daughter album and on New Year's what they call... Countdown gig? Oh, over there? In the New York side? No, Tokyo. Oh, oh right over. now is New York City action. Well, it's not part of that. Okay. But end of December to first week of January right. to January 8th, I'm there mm-hmm. to play Countdown gig, which is December 31. Uh, we Jam Econo 09 mini festival. A lot of mm-hmm. cats playing, brother, sister, daughter, one of them. And then we make second album. And then everybody comes to Thailand. I would like. <laughs> Miss Peak is going to go back home for a little while. Yeah. To explore roots, do a photograph, it's MMA fighters. And exploit. And exploit MMA fighters. <laughs> and her uh, family. And her family. <laughs> and uh, make it uncomfortable for her cats. Yeah. No, she's bringing her, her cats are now in Chicago. Yeah. They had an intense ride. Yeah, hating. And she used to asking me about this. What, what, what do you think? And I think it is trauma on them. It is. And you, like you were saying, older cats want stability. Yeah. No change, con- consistency. Yeah, they got used to, because I, you know once you train your cats to be used to certain things, you kind of. Or well, like cats you, train you. You kind of no, no. You kind of owe it to them to keep that. Stability, yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. Because I te- I taught them to like be quiet and not bother. Don't get on the table and you know so they stern they, matron. Yeah, so um, and you know the one of the ways we domesticate. You know, with the dogs, it was kind of easy. They're social animals. Mm-hmm. They're pack animals. We became alpha, mm-hmm. right, uh, right, pack right, cat. Yeah. Cats don't really live together. No. Only, only I think lions. Yeah. The other ones kind of. So what we did to domesticate them, mm-hmm. to bring them into our world, was keep them kitties. Like, they never purr in the wild when they're adults. Mm, they yeah. never paw around and roll around. We kept them kitties. Yeah, so, in a way, you're right about us owning them because we change our lives. Yeah. By having them come into the house with us. Yeah. Asking us. And also ask them to live with other ones. Yeah. Like, I'll see them down at the cliffs and the beach, you know, the homeless, the feral cats. Mm-hmm. And they kind of live with each other. You can see there's distances. Mm-hmm. And really, I'm wondering if they're just waiting for the crazy cat ladies. Mm-hmm. And there's also a crazy cat man. <laughs> Why do people call them crazy for doing that? Because they're not normal. For chowing them? You know why I think there's a, I mean, there's a guy there, but I think a lot of the ladies do it. Because they're, they're not really young ladies. Mm-hmm. I think they're ladies whose children have grown up. And yeah. it kind of... It's a form of replacement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like people who hoard things. I'm going to take care of these little ones now. Mm -hmm. My little ones have gone up, and now I'm going to take care. I mean, they're full out. Mm -hmm. This ain't just getting a sack of breadcrumbs or something. This is like little wagons with the water. (laughs) Some of them, uh, they spread out blankies for them, so while they're chowing, the cats are laying on blankies. I mean, they build little homes for them in the side of the hills. You can tell they really care. 
Actually, feral cats, I think, helped the town, too, as far as rat control. I heard some of the towns like Beverly Hills wanted to borrow some of ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, it seems it's good to have some percentage of feral. Sure. That doesn't mean unfixed feral with all mm-hmm. out-of-control babies. But the rats yeah. don't... They're not pets, so pet ones aren't going to really get them as much. You need kind of got those living out on the street. But, but then again, on the other extreme, you got like cats running around in like Galapagos Islands and ruining the, the, the cycle of things. Cats weren't there. brought there. Yeah. They weren't indigenous, yeah. yeah. There, so we say uh, evasive? Invasive. Invasive? Invasive? Yeah. Or invasive? intrusive or whatever. Coming in there <laughs> where na- nature spends lots of time to build balances. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you introduce things that just... Yeah. Man does this over and over again. Sometimes nature does this. There's a new theory I was reading about dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the meteor theory, and some cats say, no, no, it was uh, nature all of a sudden made bridges where there wasn't bridges, mm-hmm. and you had species, it was uh, germs, mm-hmm. no, no immunities. This happened with humans, right, with, uh, with the New World, yeah. when Europe, people came with their healthy syphilis and thing, <laughs> these all, and, well, they're mourning on each other, and just, people who didn't die were kind of immune. Right. You write these things, plagues and stuff, wouldn't kill everyone and whoever made it. was Well, these New World people had no immunities and yeah. maybe 10, 20 to every bullet mm-hmm. died of these bugs. So maybe this is what happened with dinosaurs. Yeah, A combination of things. Theory. But getting back to the cats mm-hmm. and maybe not so big, long scope of evolutionary trends, mm-hmm. but in the now, in the socialization, living with our cat friends and owing them good care. So in a way, I'm grateful to those crazy ladies, or, you know. Did you, did you see <laughs> the plastic people? doll? Who had the plastic? Somebody, God, I can't remember where I saw it, but they, they sell it like a Barbie doll or something. It's called Cat Lady, Crazy Cat no, Lady, and it's I a lady with cats that. all over her and they're in the pockets of her robe. Oh, and, it's a character now. Yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah, Lifestyles of the U.S. or something, I guess. <laughs> One persona Is you it? could... Uh, is that pretty unique? Well, you're a kid, right? You're you're um, you're you're living through, you know. I want to be a fireman, a policeman. Maybe I want to be crazy cat lady. <laughs> and why not live through this? You know, as a child, you're exploring these options. <laughs> no, not good. Sure. I see so many pedaling and paddling. Mm-hmm. My town must have at least ten. Ten full-time ones. What cat ladies? They kind of some of them know each other. Yeah, one cat dude. Cat dude. This guy, yeah, the guy. He puts out his chair, starts reading his paper with them. You know, and they're sitting there, chowing around him. Yeah, he's commiserating. He's not. I never heard him talking with him, but he's out there sharing time with him. Yeah, that's a pigeon guy I saw. Homeless guy. Pigeon guys. You know, you know, there's a famous guy in San Francisco with those comrades, those cherry-head comrades. What's that? There's a documentary called The Parrots of Telegraph yeah, Hill. They're yeah, actually yeah. not parrots. They're, they're not comrades. Okay. Well, they're cousins. Okay. Cousin. They're the birds from the Andes, and people brought them as pets, and they were too noisy and bitey. They, they Thailand. Like ever too. Well, you know what? Parrots. They live like 100 years. There's Old World. 
I'm thinking a lot of those birds are New World. I wonder, does Thailand have parrot? Well, I know Australia does, has uh, these uh, parakeets. Yeah. Or what are they called? Ah, Nanny would know. Budgies. Budgies. They have these budgies, which is kind of a little cousin. And Australia has like many, many different kinds of these budgies that are only, uh, well, Australia has a lot of life that's only for Australia. But one of these are these budgies. So I'm thinking Thailand must have some tropical birds too. Yeah. And tropical birds, tropical animals, they're a lot of competition. So you learn to be very showy with your feathers, yeah, totally. showy yeah. with your voice. Yeah. You know what I got a picture of last week? Two different days peddling. But same location, on the cliff by Point Furman Life House, Peregrine Falcon. Hmm. You didn't get the shot? I flowed. Maybe. No, gray, gray with a, with a mustache a little bit, uh, white and red striped chest. Fastest animal in the world. Okay. 200 miles an hour in a dive. Huh. I got the uh, raccoon one. Three, 320 uh, clicks. Mm-hmm. You got the raccoon. And <laughs> uh, in Japanese, were they? Hayabusa. Peregrine falcon. Uh-huh. Yeah. They were gone for a long time because of the DDT. Made their eggshells soft. But yeah. They made them stop doing the DDT. Same with the pelicans. That's why I all started coming back. And That's good. He was a peregrine. I wonder if he was the same guy. Now, taking, I got such good shots. I saw on his ankle. Tag. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he's... So maybe that's why he was in the same place, why he was staring me in the eye and stuff mm-hmm. and not running away. Although he, those don't, they don't have enemies. They're at the people. top of their chain, Just yeah. People. Those raptors, mm-hmm. mainly peregrines, it's other birds. Sometimes some lizards or mice, but mainly yeah. smaller birds. Yeah, in the air. Yeah. Yeah. 200 miles an hour. Can you imagine some? It's like a NASCAR coming down yeah. through the sky. Yeah, I mean, amazing. And he was there, looking at me, then started puffing up this thing, preening, plucking yeah. uh, feathers. And yeah, uh-huh. I got all kinds of shots of this. Uh, first time, not so good a light. It was a little early and gray. But a peregrine falcon. I think a couple of them, of them live in the Vincent Thomas Bridge. I know uh, Catalina has some. But I was thinking, if he was tagged, was he sick? I mean, you know, we got a bird hospital next to the uh, well, it could be uh, marine mammal one up by where I practice at Fort MacArthur, the old Fort MacArthur. And somebody was telling me, though, that they actually got nets. There's yeah. kits yeah. to catch these guys so you can tag them. It doesn't yeah. hurt the birds. Yeah. It spreads a big old net and they fly into it. Yeah. I assume and, they just keep because they're doing them. studies. They want to yeah. know how endangered, what are their and life cycles, yeah. yeah, and their territories that they chow over and range. Mm-hmm. Amazing though, a peregrine falcon. You didn't get shots of me from? Did you get the ten pe- pelicans? That was a great shot. They're all taken off. They look like they're almost tumbling, and the, the colors. The, the color of the water has a lot to do with the sky. Mm-hmm. You know about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's reflecting. Yeah. So if it's a hazy day, you get this water color that's kind of platinum, silver, blue. You know, it's pretty amazing. And the, the pelicans were taken off on this. Uh, and then I, I, I found a bee, a bumblebee in a flower. 
<laughs> actually, I cheated. I flipped the picture upside down. I saw that one. Because the flower was actually like it's this, really and the bee close. was up into it. Yeah. I made it like... Yeah. yeah. Lies. I lied. <laughs> A little bit. I could have been taking the picture upside down. That's right. <laughs> but I wasn't. I flipped the picture over, though. But you could see bumblebees are furry. Mm-hmm. More than honeybees. But you could see the pollen all over here. Yeah. And that's the arrangement. That's why the flowers have the bright colors. Right. That's why when I was a meter man, they changed our uniform from green to this yellow. Yeah, all of a sudden the bees were out, you know, flower man. Yeah. Sometimes I am attracted to flowers. Mm-hmm. Not so feminine way, but maybe like <laughs> a bee sure? way. Maybe like a bee. <laughs> So you, you. Well, they need this to spread the pollen around. Cross. It's a deal. Cross pollinate. Pollinate. I do that in ways. There's there's metaphor, allegorical ways. I do that. I think with Torin. Yeah. I play in the different towns. Me and my men. You know, either Tom Morello or Peter Jair. We're like bringing people's pollen around, because it ain't just our own stories. Our stories are. Warped by the people we meet, mm-hmm. and so in a way, they're they're sharing. Do you feel a sense of responsibility of what bad well, that just, could also I'm be? I'm trying to say I'm kind of like a bee, besides like in flowers. <laughs> okay. Well, that's surely that's what touring touring rock dudes say about flowers on tour. Do they? <laughs> Is that why you're using tiny voice? <laughs> If you were really in, sure of that theory, I think it would be all loud. In, in a different manner. Yeah. It would be strong voice. <laughs> with good enunciation. It wouldn't be in a timid, <laughs> unsure voice. I'm sleepy. Oh. Yeah, you got back yesterday. Yeah. Columbus. Oh, like, yeah. And from Ohio was from Columbus. Col- Columbus, yeah, I took... He wasn't originally from there. He was from Toronto, a little town on the... Yeah. Border with uh, Pennsylvania, but yeah. he went to school there. Ohio State Big School. What you guys? No. And from Ohio, the singer guitar player for Firehose. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> a band I toured with for seven and a half years with George Hurley. And uh, always played Columbus. Yeah. Start with Minutemen. Is it? I remember. Here's my first Columbus gig. Minuteman, uh, Campaign Trail. 1984, we come to town, you know, Dukowski booked the gig. Dukowski built the whole circuit we still tore on. Thank you, Chuck. But anyway, this, most of the time happening, very happening. This one time not happening. In fact, the guy denies there was a gig. Hmm. What do you mean? No gig. There's a gig. Yeah, there's a gig. No, no. So here, you know, we're in Columbus and we have no gig. Well, we see there's a club down the street from this record store where, not to make anybody feel bad about that, but what a lame thing to do, you know. <laughs> Why didn't he tell Chuck weeks ago or something? Anyway, uh, it turned out to be fortuitous. This is why you don't get too high and mighty on yourself. Right? No. Right? No? You always stay high and mighty? No. That's okay. how you Anyway, <laughs> uh, this club was called Stash's Little Brother. And... Uh, Go in there and we, you know, sing our sad song, mm-hmm. cry the river, mm-hmm. and not really, but kind of relate. And they could relate. 
So there they, you're going to play. We're going to put a gig for you. And they put flyers up on the, now it's on High Street, which is right in front of the big school. You said the same day or the next and, day? No, no, no. Next day we got another gig. Oh, so they're playing your pay. Okay. You follow well. It's intense. <laughs> and uh, they put up the flyers once again. I continue. They put up the flyers, and uh, we get a crowd there. We yeah. play our gig, our first Columbus gig. Beautiful. Yeah. Dan Dugan. And those cats. Now, these clubs gone. I played. That will move, but he moved down the street and stuff and kept playing, but now even that pad's gone. But I'll always remember Dan Dugan and how they went to bat for us like that at the last minute. People it, are beautiful. Was it in the 80s? 1984, I think I said. The campaign trail, Minuteman. Maybe I was wrong. And I neglected <laughs> I that. Maybe well. I neglected that. <laughs> you want to play some music?
What from Pedro Show? You're not drinking your kogi. I am. I I warned you if I drink too much. Then you start. (laughs) The tiny voice leaves, and the big voice appears. You to anger me. Not anger, just big. (laughs) When I'm self-righteous. Big indifference, or yeah, it could be self-righteous, but I I would figure it'd be more. Uh, skeptical, inquisitive, not skeptical. Uh, skeptical. Yeah. In what you're saying. I yes. shouldn't say. <laughs> no, you would. I think you might want it to get a little butch and be cynical. But I think it would err on the side of skeptical or inquisitive, or uh, reactionary. <laughs> or, 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 or compensating for feeling ignorant. Oh, <laughs> are you trying to blow my cover? <laughs> no. Don't tell anyone that. No, <laughs> of course not. I'm the ignorant one. That's why I ask you so much to learn. <laughs> and you have your leash close by because Nels keeps using girly text. <laughs> girly text. <laughs> From the plane that supposedly have left the terminal at 1 o'clock. Right, which um, was 15 minutes ago. It's his way over. Did you hear about the, the pilots? That, that went over? And they claim that they were having a heated discussion, a debate, but the land, uh, the aviation authorities are saying, no, you conked. Really? Yeah. Because they're, they're looking at the black box now. Well, they're just saying, how could guys miss it that long be in the uh, discussion? It's like an hour, right? Or something <laughs> like that. And uh, no warning, they're not getting any radios yeah. from other guys, <laughs> and it's like, because they're in this discussion. Or maybe they, yeah, they said they were talking with each other, very about the way things were being run or something Uh at the airline. And I know that the authorities (laughs) are saying, no, you were conked. (laughs) That's why nobody heard anything. But that is a freaky situation. Yeah, yeah. Because they were going to send, like, uh, flight of of planes to go look for it. It might be another, like, we're going to run you into a building thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that have been terrible? Yeah. Shoot it down? Just because some guys are conked. Too bad they couldn't get a hold of somebody else on the plane. Hey, would you go over and wake a pilot up? Maybe they should install another system. Or or maybe 
Yeah, some kind of. I was thinking of a device. Yeah, they they take off. Right no, something like a little hand that has the, the big hunk of their hair <laughs> in a grip. Yank it every time you conk. <laughs> they get yanked. Oh, it's just smacking yeah. their head. <laughs> or even heated discussions. Yeah, it's called. Do you know what they call that? Air hostess. <laughs> <laughs> No, that should be back of the hand with big, wearing big fancy rings. <laughs> okay, I should t tell uh, the people what we played. We played stuff from the former, that's such a weird word, but the former Yugoslavia. Yeah. <laughs> the Balkans, Southern Slav people. Um, we had Pastorama from Belgrade Noise, which used to be called Belgrade Noise Society. They shortened their name. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh... Then we had Tiny Little Voice from Revolts, uh, Croatia, in uh, Boiling by uh, Zismayer, uh, Montenegro band, uh, Maj 7 by Kobayashi, uh, Slovenia band, uh, Friend of the Neighborhood by Stop the Pigeon, a uh, Macedonia band, and finally Hope from SCH, a Bosnia band. Music from stuff uh, going on over there now. I uh, can't wait to play there again. I've played all the, except Bosnia and Montenegro. Almost was going to play Bosnia, but last minute the gig got scissored. So it ended up that Ljubljana, Slovenia was the last Stooges gig with Ronnie. All right, you mentioned that yeah. to Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I did mention that. So, uh, Drink this coffee. <laughs> okay, fine. And speak, no? <laughs> no, but you got big plans. I got The reason plans. you went to uh, speak went to uh, Chicago was get her gatos, her cats, a uh, new home with family. Yeah. Because, well, number one, you feel the yeah. responsibility, right? right? Talk about that. Um, well, you know, it's like there is no way in hell I'm going to leave them like to shelter or all that stuff you know there's no way they've been with me for like 12 years 13 years all their lives they're brother and sister and but they don't get along but then they used to each other just like any super tolerate yeah uh, arrangement yeah and they I don't know it's it's like really sad because when I left them they pretty much heartbroken because they I realized they're really attached to me because they look for for like a, a response from from a familiar source which is my yeah. voice my the way I treat them yeah. the way I pull their tails around yeah. all that stuff they they look for that the bites and, on the face yeah <laughs> and um, so it's it's not going to be the same they're going to be you know bitter for a while well the ride was kind of traumatic huh yeah um uh, one road in uh yeah i have to research like airlines have all kinds of different rules about pets one you took got to put be with you the, in the, the cabin but the other yeah, one yeah the one went into the cargo and yeah. one came to into the cabin with me which was not a problem until the second leg of the flight where somebody was allergic oh and and i, I it got moved <laughs> i got moved seas the dander the dander and the cats and, and people and george they, hurley used to be there it was kind of cute because I really appreciate this airline, American Airlines. Um, they, the the host dude, he uh, 
also asked if anybody else is allergic to the cat and then of course some other people moved around and I, I feel like I sat there I'm like I'm so sorry yeah. and he just came to me like look we have pets on board all the time yeah, they do. don't feel bad people fart in elevators yeah and babies Oh, yeah, babies. You know, I'm allergic to babies. So, who, uh, uh, the crying guy yeah. screaming. <laughs> Who's nah. looking at You know, I, I laugh when that starts happening because a baby doesn't understand. I know. Sort of like your cats. What was... Now, the two different experiences each yeah. had. Yeah. And what was the result? The result, like, the, I think the boy one that went underneath, they, he the cried, cargo. he pissed, he freaked out, but he got to express. You know, he probably just make noise the whole time, which is why I put him under uh, the, the plane... But the one girl, the girl, she was so freaked out and sad and depressed and shaking that she didn't didn't pee, didn't make a noise, and and ended up she got actually sick. Sick like, after, yeah, by repressing these. Yeah, I think so because she was so traumatized. Yeah, yeah. But people yeah, thought I was. Yeah, well, I think like her. a baby. Baby does not understand what I'm going up in this tube. Yeah, thousands of feet. And the sound. And the pressure the t- yeah. on the ears. They don't understand this. I was like, re- I started to this motion. A lot of attention to where's this motion? Like it's never like this on the earth in yeah. my house. Right. What's and this it's about? It probably reminds them of like vacuum or or leaf blower, which right, right, which freaks them out. Crazy, yeah. <laughs> So, Look, we're at the end of the first hour of October 23rd, 2009. Pedro Show, hold tight. For hour two, we'll continue this. Let's peek. Shit happens. <laughs> I get stuck. Uh, October 23rd, 2009. It's the second hour of the from Pedro Show. <laughs>
Watt from Pedro Show. Uh, started the second hour off with uh, something from Nels Klein. We've been playing the last two shows. This is an excerpt from the Nels Klein band. It didn't have a name. You were there. No, I wasn't. No. Shit Factory? Shit and Factory. I didn't make it. September 20th, 2009. Oh. You didn't make it. Where were you? Somewhere else. Okay. <laughs> No, I remember I had a conflict that day. I couldn't remember. Okay, okay. Well, anyway, he had a, a band. It, it was just called Nels Klein, though. It didn't have a band name. Mm-hmm. And it, Joe, Joe Berardi was on the drums. Becca mm-hmm. on alto, who had, had broken ribs. Mm. You know about this? Yeah. At the roofies? Yeah. Somebody snuck roofies on her and her friends. And some but big problem. She ended up having a seizure and breaking ribs. and But she still played great. And Steve McKay. Uh, played mm-hmm. uh, just in town to practice with me and uh, uh, Scotty Son, James Williamson, and I can't remember the bass player's name. Stand up guy, big man, great cat. T- can you get girly text for Nels? I think he's on the plane. Is he on the now. plane now? Sure. You were getting him though, right? Yeah. And then we heard uh, semiotics from Department of Real Estate. Yeah, Keel Griffin, Department of Real Estate. Great band. Dose got to play with them. And I get to play on my birthday, my 52nd birthday, December 20th, in Long Beach with the Prospector, and Keel Griffin's going to be with Joe Barardi and Matoko Honda. And it's the name of that that painting. Or maybe it's a, it's a Entre Breton poem object, some kind of joke where you, it's a Mona Lisa with a mustache, and it has its. Uh, the title's made out of an. It's an acronym made out of initials. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name. L L O O Q Q N. You should look that up. I feel stupid. I will later. Uh, but you know what semiotics is, right? No. You know. Um, the gun? Umberto Eco? You see the books in my shelf? Sorry. Umberto Eco? Automatic. See Umberto Eco? See the blue one? Next okay. to Bukowski? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then next to that, next to that, I have many of his books. His most famous one was probably one they made a movie out of called Name of the Rose, Sean Connery. Not his best book. I like uh, The Island of the Day Before Today. What does it say? The Island of the Day. Can you read that? The first time I came the blue. to you, you do your radio show, you suggested that book? Pebbles. Um, Sand Pebbles. Sand Pebbles, but that's Richard I McKenna. Still ha- no, just, I'm just saying that one book I still haven't read. <laughs> that's lame. Yeah. Do you need it? Do you have a copy? No. Yeah, let me <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I can read this to you. It's the island of the day before. Let me get the book. <laughs> oh, it's nice. It's in the bathroom. <laughs> you always got to have books in the head. <laughs> This is advantage of I'm books so over computers. Honored. <laughs> and uh, anyway, Umberto Echo came up with this thing called semiotics. Mm-hmm. You know what semantics are? Yeah. Right, the power of words. Right, right. And whatever the games of words, Mr. Mm-hmm. Wittgenstein and stuff. Well, Mr. Echo kind of related the science of signs. Mm-hmm. Something is pointing to something. Everything's an indicator, signifier. Yeah. Semiotics. Anyway, that's the name of that Department of Real Estate song. Even though it's instrumental, you could gain insight. 
And then we heard Ashton by Schooner. And Ashton, spelled the same way as Ronnie's last name, Scotty Sons. I got an interview, courtesy of John Griffin, uh, February 2001, February 27. Interview with Ron Ashton. Yeah, but it's hour and five minutes. I'm going to play it next show. It's great. He, uh, a lot of insights about how he got started in music, how the band, different mm-hmm. bands he was in. Mm-hmm. Um, great great stuff, so I'll play that next show. Anyway, that's Schooner. Uh, Schooner's got a cat named Steve Howe. A Toronto band. And uh, Steve Howe sent me ten songs under the proj name of The Island as a unit, and then the proj itself, like the album name, title, Channels. And so I've put bass on these ten songs. So I made an album with Mr. Howe. Yet another one in the pipeline. Here, let me get a paper for you. And I'll just sit here in silence. No, no, I'll start reading Sand Pebble, Chapter 1. Now a great 20th century Fox film. Didn't see that movie either. It's Yeah, well, Steve McQueen, 1966. Oh, I like him, I think. Kenneth Bergen. Oh. Right? Yeah, I see that now. Um... It was me and D. Boone's favorite movie when we were boys. Mm-hmm. But we couldn't tell what it was about, really. But we loved it. I think it was Steve McQueen and Sailor's. Can you do now? It was one of those big movies where it'd be on two nights on the TV. Uh-huh. Part one, two. Oh. Okay. Uh, then I, I was on tour of Porno for Pyros, and I found the book. In a, wow, this was a book. <laughs> Turns out, only book Richard McKenna wrote. He was 23. When I was reading it, I couldn't believe how it was written. I said... This sounds like my... This guy was in the Navy. This sounds like yeah. my pop. Turns out he was a chief in yeah. engine room uh-huh. oh. for 23-something years in the Navy. So your, your dad yeah. wasn't lying. No, it wasn't my pop. It was... Yeah. Know, but the story is kind of the same. I could tell that this wasn't some writer just listening to sailors, that there had to be a more close experience. Now... I just handed him this piece of paper. Yeah, uh, what is this? These are pr- projects I have in the pipeline. Uh, oh, that's a lot. Well, I, I, here, read from the beginning. Use <laughs> that tiny voice of yours. I got much in the pipeline. Um, my Shabun No Hai, Mike What and the Black Gang. Um, <laughs> album with Estelle Dublin Band. I, now I'm conscious because I'm, now I'm gonna I'm judging myself reading. Um, These are different albums. First yeah. one, my Shubun no He. Shubun no He. Right. Okay. And see, I got all these words here. Yeah, but try to read them all. Album <laughs> with Estelle Dublin Band. No, no. Steve McKay. No, oh, no. The no. whole thing. Okay, what's <laughs> that over? Damn it! <laughs> I I got scripts. Um. Mashibunohi, Mike White and the Black Gang. Trying to mix and finish this month. The concept, Autumn, Nels Klein, guitar, Bob Lee on drums. Second album. Second album with Estelle, a Dublin band, with Steve McKay on sax also. Being mixed right now by the Estelle folks at estellerocks.com. 
Yeah. <laughs> now, we recorded that. We had one day off at Stooges touring, and there was a recording studio and a horse stable. We did a whole album. Mm-hmm. Uh, a year before, we did an EP with them, four songs, and now an album uh, that they're mixing together now. This is Wait, this is your way of making me read? Third one? Something. Well, okay, we can share. <laughs> Third one. Steve McKay, Stooges Saxman. Album recorded back in March. Uh, I play on all songs, but only two are my compositions. This is pretty near all mixed, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> Steve McKay in March of this year made a solo album. Before I went on my uh, Missing Man tour, I played bass on all the songs. I actually wrote two of them, but it's all, it's a Steve McKay thing. We did it in Sunset, Bit, uh, Sunset Beach mm-hmm. with uh, Dick Deluxe and some friends of his. Marco, who's from Steve McKay's original Cardinal Kitchen band he had in the 60s. Mm-hmm. I think it was 40th year reunion for him and Marco. Wow. So yeah, I feel neat about being on that. Next one. Next, Dos y Dos. Dos y Dos. Two and two. Fourth album being mixed right now. Should be out in Feb on Sounds Are Active. Right. Here on bass. Sounds Are Active just put out an album with Nels Klein and G.E. Stinson. Oh, is that right? Okay. SSA. He was passing that around. I didn't get one. S-A-A. Sounds Are Active. Sounds Active. Yeah, they also put out the Widow Babies Mike White EP. Know about that? No. These guys, young people, I think half Pasadena, half Long Beach, they made a mini opera where I come into conflict with a vampire who looks like Abraham Lincoln, and he cuts (laughs) my hands off. But somehow I get my hands back, and I base a river into existence. (laughs) I kind of heard about that. I played the whole thing on the show. Yeah, maybe that's what I heard. It was a trip. Next one, Spielgusher. Ah, Richard Melzer, spoken word with music behind him, recorded last year in Tokyo, being mixed now, Mr. Shimmy on guitar, Miss Yugo on drums. Yeah, that was, uh, we did 64 pieces of music. He gave me 50 spoken words. Yeah. Mr. Shimmy just mixed number 49. Oh, okay. So when we got 15 more, it's it's a lot of work on his part. You can, I mean, they're very small pieces, you know. Yeah. It's mixing album, but it's very interesting. Richard's uh, poems and our music and, and some are instrumental some are poems on their own a lot of them are together next Brothers Sisters Daughter deb- debut album recorded last year in Tokyo being mixed now Mr. Shimmy on guitar Mr. Yugo on drums Nels Klein on guitar yeah first time Nels Klein yeah. ever in Japan yeah right he came in played the gig with us we jammed Kano 2008 right Mini festival, next it. two days, made the album, and then flew away. When you were there a few days before. Well, I was, but not him. Right. That was amazing of him. <laughs> and everybody was amazed. Now we go back, first week, January, to make second album. So a year later. Yeah. Next one, Cuz debut album with Sam Duke in England. Almost all recorded then, needs to be mixed, mainly just both of us. Yeah. This is a project, what happened was, I had a few days off in um, England. God, what were we doing? Something, some uh, festival, get wasted, get loaded in a park or some name like this or anyway. So I had some days off. So I took the train down to Brighton, which is an ocean town in England, southern England. And uh, Sam Duke lives there. 
young guy I know, great musician, and uh, he played drums and I played bass for a couple days and we just did all these licks. And then later, he puts these licks together to make songs. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we build uh, with overdubbing through the uh, internet, trading files. Mm -hmm. A way of, of making albums you couldn't do in the old days. And we have some guests too and stuff, but uh, mainly it's me and Sam. Next, Lost Pumpkinheads. Lost Pumpkinheads. Lost Pumpkinheads. Right. Debut album. The drums and bass have all been recorded. Still needs more keys and spiel. Money Mark on keyboards. Raymond Pettibone singing. John Wicks on drums. I was there, part of it. That's right. Where was it at? Frogtown. At, like, the near the L.A. River. Yeah, they call that part of Silver Lake Frogtown, the north part by the L.A. River. Okay. You took pictures. Yeah. Why Raymond was doing his singing? Yes. Yeah, I did all my bass. I came in with bass lines, made 13 songs. All but a couple songs was with John Wicks on drums. I think the engineer guy got on the drums for a couple. Oh, or I one. didn't see that part. Yeah. yeah. And then Money Mark put on his keyboards now. I remember I brought a, a bay there for a minute of it, right? That's right. I caught up with him in Chicago the other day. Really? He shaved all his hair off. He's still he? teaching and still doing all the film things that he's doing. An amazing guy. But, yeah. yeah, one of the couchsurfing.com people we had on. <laughs> you brought him to the recording I thing. did too. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and I did a, a And Raymond, show. he's dead singing for about half, but he's got the other half. He just got back from New York City yesterday. Yeah? Yeah, Raymond's got a big show in London coming. When? Like November, December? December? Maybe December. Really? Okay. Because I want to see a big show of his at some point. I think that's the next big one. The next one, Hibernated Man. Hyphenated Man. <laughs> you know what a hyphen is, right? Yeah, we would it's all... It's that little da- da- dash between words. Hyphenated. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I got that... Well, all the songs are some kind of man. There's I know, 30, but yeah. it got drilled in my head during the tour, remember? Yeah. <laughs> Tell them, they don't yes. know. What is that, a week, ten days worth of, yeah, yeah. of, of van ride? We would, to, to learn the, the piece, right? Yeah, and we're trying to remember the name. Well, I had a so CD fun. with our practice. <laughs> yeah. And we would start this in the morning, right? <laughs> and part of it was just getting Tom and Raul to remember the titles. Yes. Wherever they couldn't get the I, And I tried, but I didn't try very hard. You got, after a while, you started getting the titles. But only because I want to give... Tom shit about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had to remember. Which, no, he, he got it better, of course. Um, this is my third opera, and my, I recorded it last May. With a Missing Man. Yeah. Three Days of Tony Mamoni in Brooklyn, Studio G. Next one, Floored by Four. Did you know about album. this? Do I? Recorded back in July, being mixed now for release on Sean Lennon's label, Nels Klein Guitar, Dougie... Uh, Brown, how do you say his name? Ducky Brown on drums, you go Honda on keyboards. Oh yeah, that's what's uh, a few months ago. This was signif- significant. The one that I was supposed to go and didn't. Yeah, this was it, significant. It, it was significant, yes, in many ways. And now it's going to be album soon. And now it, it now and now it wasn't photographically recorded. And also, we did a gig. Actually, the three <laughs> days of making the album was getting the. Uh, they sat together to play at Central Park. Yeah. Which I think the album went a little better. I kind of choked. Really? The other guys played great at the game, but I, I got scared. Seen that. Yeah, a little bit. 
Next. Next, No Red Light Flashing. Oh, yeah. album with Jim O'Rourke. Both of us on everything. Recorded a month ago in Tokyo. Needs mixing and more overdubs. Yeah, now you know I play mainly bass, but he said, what else can you play? <laughs> I said, I know a little mandolin. So yeah. now he's sending the music back, and I have to put mandolin on every nice. song. Somebody because played mandolin bass with is me. very opposite from bass. Maybe that's why it's good to do that. Thing. <laughs> I don't know. But in the mind of it, his a lot of my recording experience. Although I'm taking chances with some of these new projects, it's been trying to capture right a performance. Jim, his uh, he takes a different. He does that too, but he also does this thing. Well, you start with this, and now you heard that. Maybe you want to add this. Mm -hmm. Now you want to add this right. and add this. Way different, right? You start piling and building, echoing. Like with you in photography, sometimes, wow, that's it. I yeah. captured a thing. Other people, whoa, this shot is just the first part. Yeah, but no, that's more, right? that's more me, because yeah. that's why I stick, oh, okay. I stick around with different people for But so what about long. the same work? I know people do this with photographs. They add to the same photograph other yeah. things. But that's what I feel like that's what I do. I just kind of keep Well, that's what it. he does. And obviously painters do this, and yeah. you can't paint it all at once, so it comes in stages. But it's almost like, Growing, perfecting, yeah, right. and get get getting new thoughts from different right. uh, var variables. Stuff you could have never thought of because it hadn't happened. The yeah. situation didn't present itself. Yeah. yeah, so that's how we're doing this red no red light flashing. It's very interesting, and he's an incredible musician. I mean, he can play everything. He played a lot of piano, drums, mm -hmm. uh, bass. There's a lot of two bass. Interesting. Next, the Island Channels album. Yeah, this is what I was telling you about. And that's oh, what made me go get yeah. the paper. I was flowed 10 songs, guitar, drum, singing from a cat named Steven Canada. Who asked me to put bass on it. I don't really know him, but fuck it. Why not? That's my method of operation, by the way. Fuck yeah. it. So you're borrowing from me. Like, no, I did it first. Yeah. I, I I'm borrowing from you. That's right. This is weird Pro Tools and my pad just started on this. And? So that, that's that's it. Just no, no. Started. There's uh, the last the following. Because something's coming up in a, a month. Il Sogno del Marinao. Marinao. No. Il Sogno del Marinao. That's the the sailor's dream. Italian in album be recorded end of November. Stefano. 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 Pilia. On guitar. Andrea Belfi. Drums. Andrea Belfi. Yeah. Now, Palia, Stefano's name, if yeah. you just changed that L to an A, mm -hmm. it would be Piaia, which is my mother's uh, grandfather's name. So is it related? Well, he's from Genoa, and my grandfather was from uh, around San Tommaso in the Dolomiti, northern Italy, but the east side, where he was the west side. But all Italianos are related. Right? Yeah. And they're all different. But this is neat because my mother's people come mm -hmm. from Italy. Mm -hmm. Her father right. was Sicilian, which is the way the other end, but and still Italian. You read Italiano. a little bit, right? Huh? You read a little Italian, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, Dante, I got into his teenager. That's what like, I thought. Wow. Yeah. But uh, going there to make an Italian album is a trippy thing for me. And is, you're going to Italy in a few weeks. A month. 21st. Well, a few weeks now. Two days short of a month. Okay. Yeah. That's what you meant. Yeah. I do six gigs and record the album with right. the, those two brothers. Fratelli, we say. You're going to see uh, 
Zoo? The band? I know them. Yeah, I know you Great do. Great band. That's Roma band. Asking. Maybe They're some awesome. gigs with them. I don't know. So cool. I would do six gigs. I know one is Bologna, one is... We talked about it last time. One Roma. One uh, Forenza. Spaka. Uh, <laughs> Where's your script? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Well, it's on the Hoot page, okay? Yeah. So go to the hoot page you see my Italian uh, Italian gigs there. And lastly, out already, Estelle EP with Watt and Steve McKay. Yeah, like Third I was saying. Unknown Instructors album. Fun All right, man. that came out in May. Fun man. Look, let's, let's play some music. Thank you so much for, <laughs> for letting people know. So it didn't badly. sound like I was uh, banging my own drum. Uh, let's play some stuff by Stefano Pellia and Andrea Belfi, each a solo piece. Okay. What from Pedro Show.
Watch for Pedro Show. Um, some music from the two musicians I'm going to do some gigs and record with in Italy. End of November. Beginning of December. First we had uh, Playing a Part by uh, Andrea Belfi. And then, uh, yeah, that's funny, huh? Playing a Part. Mm-hmm. He gave me it. A part is one word. Yeah. But playing a part is yeah, like an actor yeah. in a role? Yeah. Ben? A ben would know? No. No, Ben's comedian. Yeah. <laughs> He's a hacker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> he wants to be comedian though, right? He was taking classes for fun. Yeah. yeah. Has he given it up? Let no, go? class is done. Class you know, is done. Just like a, so his adventure like done? Six weeks or something. No more? Class. That class two? No. Okay. Then uh, we heard Atlantic City, part two. And that was for a friend of, uh, by Stefano Paglia. And it was for a friend of his who recently passed away. Do you know uh, Bramante, who was in a band called Sinistry, uh, which we heard third there, with a song called Deep Squeak. So... uh, Big love to uh, Fratello Dino and uh, Fratello Andrea, Fratello Stefano. I, I really, um, yeah, I'm grateful for them uh, finding this opportunity to go to the land of my Moss people. I've always enjoyed playing there, but to make an Italiano album. How long are you, you going to be there? November 21, December 5, so two weeks. Okay. I'll be going. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Let's let's talk about your. Tr- well, no, we only got a few minutes left here, <laughs> and I want you to get into this. But um, two weeks, and I come back in December, and then the Tokyo, right end of the year gig, oh, and a few make weeks the album later. with client. Yeah. Ah, we were talking about my birthday, right? Fifty-two years old in Long Beach, California, at the mm-hmm. Prospector with Dos, mm-hmm. first Dos gig in a while, and. Uh, with Kyo Griffin, Tokanda, Joe Berardi. And then the other band is called Stadium Kitchen. Mm. Do you know of Stadium Kitchen? No. It's a brand new band with uh, Shikahanda, Nels Klein. You don't know of this band? No, I'm all... They trump all you on loop. this information. Yes, and I'm getting angry. And uh, <laughs> the only song I know they're doing for sure is a cover of a Madonna song called My Secret Garden. Do you know about this? What the book? <laughs> no, I, don't I think know about she that. wrote. I think. Here, I'll play it for you right now. But I think Madonna did write her song from that book. Mm-hmm. 
my secret garden I'm looking for the perfect flower Waiting for my finest hour In my secret garden I still believe after all I still believe and I fall You plant the seed and I'll watch it grow I wonder when I'll start to show I wonder if I'll ever know Where my place is Where my face is I know it's in here somewhere What I really want to know is the color of my hair I know the answer is out there somewhere In my secret garden There's a battle that isn't Or in a heart that has not hardened Place that I can be born in my secret garden, a rose without a thorn, a rose without a thorn. If I wait for the rain to kiss me and undress me, will I look a fool, wet and a mess? Will I still be thirsty? Will I pass the test? If I look to the rainbow. Will I see it? Or will I pass right by? Because I'm not supposed to see. Because the blind are never free. Because even in my secret garden, there's a chance that I could hide. And that's why I'm still looking for a petal that isn't born. A heart that has not hardened. A place that I can't be born. In my secret garden. A rose without a thorn A lover without scorn I still believe I still believe When all is said and done, I'm still alive When the boots have come and trampled on me, I'm still alive When all the lawyers and accounts have come to suck my blood dry, I'm still alive the sun will kiss me and caress me and I think that I will grow this I know and that is why I'm still looking for a petal that isn't torn a heart that has not hardened a place that I can be born in my secret garden a rose without a thorn a lover Somewhere on Fountain Blue lies my secret garden. Watt from Pedro Show. That was Nels Klein in 1998, along with Bob Lee and myself, the Black Gang, during my final round of the first opera tour, doing a cover of Madonna's My Secret Garden, which he's going to resurrect for 
stadium kitchen. kitchen. Their new duet together, and they're going to also join us in Tokyo. Uh, you got to see the YouTube video of that. <laughs> Thoughts? Um, it's uh, freaking me out <laughs> still. <laughs> I've never seen Nels sing that way before. He sings in the new singer's yeah. album, but it's not that like that. <laughs> what about the way he holds his hands? Uh-huh. Oh, that, yeah. Well, I know that of him, so... <laughs> You like? Yeah, yeah. It's his other side. And guitar only at the end. Yeah. It's, you know, he does do fancy things with his hands when away from guitar. <laughs> there kinda, was proof. It's kind of cool, yeah. <laughs> YouTube, plug in Secret Garden, Nels Klein. And what, yeah. And what. And it'll come up there. Okay, we're at the end of the second hour of uh, October 23rd, 2009, Watt for Pedro show. Hold tight for hour three. October 23, 2009. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show. Your face again, it's like 
the scarcity and emptiness of our sound. I could see it in her eyes. Well, it did all right, oh man. Look at the scarcity and emptiness. See it in her eyes There on the beach If I only had a corona I'd set deposit Watt from Pedro Show. Started off the third hour with 10 minutes by the hoaxes. Then we heard Worries Go by the Big Eyes Family Players. Something I got in the mail from Pickled Egg Records. Is that a great name? Mm-hmm. Pickled Egg. Kind of folky. Carla would like that. Then we heard Innocence All Fucked Up. I think. Maybe it was two songs, and they combined by Mind Grenade. Now one, maybe two sides of the same song. Mm-hmm. Then Hard Being You by Grim Dylan, <laughs> like the Bob Dylan spelling, yeah. Mm-hmm. And finally, Little White Cracker by Porch. Porch, Little White Cracker. So, uh, speak. You have some adventure coming up. First thing you need is a truck, right? <laughs> I need a truck for the next few weeks because it's, it's like it's a bigger deal to yourself you know when you're trying to rearrange your lifestyle and possession you know other people you can never really explain that to other people how that can be but I have a lot of emotional ties to a lot of little things I have and, what uh, here is SoCal? yeah like furniture that I picked over the years and you know Things like that. <laughs> you have to let them all go now. I'm gonna because now I'm just I have to clear things that are not purposeful to what I want to do. Now that I know what I want to do, yeah, uh, I, I need it's not hoard furniture. Yeah, because I, maybe at, so, at some point in my life I thought it, it was kind of more like host, you know, like have guests over and yeah, have a yeah. home where people can hang and stay. Yeah. And now I'm just like, fuck that. <laughs> In fact, you know, joining couch surfing was kind of like a little extreme version of like, oh, I get that, that out of my system. Yeah. <laughs> I could do it. I did it. And now yeah. it's, you know, time for something else. So, but, but yeah, it, it's a funny story. Um, I was looking around in Thailand Craigslist, which there's not really anything in there. Thai people don't use it. 
just other foreigners. Thailand Craigslist? Yeah, Craigslist, yeah. And I found this ad looking for some kind of Thai artist graphic MMA-related clothing line. They need some graphics or something. So I contacted it and like, hey, I'm not a graphic designer, but... I'm interested to see what's up, you know, because I know it's MMA. Yeah, I know artists, <laughs> and then I'm into MMA, so I want to yeah. see. And ended up, it was people in LA who's looking around in Thai Craigslist. I had meetings with them. They were like downtown, a few miles from me. And what's the Thai connect? They just are they uh, Thai people? No, no. they they um they actually uh, they're interested uh, in Thailand. No, no. Uh, well, they have a, a company that deals with Thailand on a uh, one one of the guys deal with Thailand on furniture. Exchange, but but Thai thing is is about through the pipeline of MMA and the Muay Thai stuff. Yeah, Thai boxing, and they kind of interested to start a new clothing lines for like it's, it's broader than Thai boxing. It's it's for MMA market, but they kind of interested in the Thai something, which kind of something I was thinking of anyways for myself. But you mean in a fashion sense? Yeah, or like, functional. They want to make MMA MMA yeah. clothes. Yeah, to, yeah. To actually do it in? Yeah, yeah. Ah. Or mix. Or maybe cross over to square people. To casual fans, whatever. But right. Hey, yeah. I like what he's wearing. Maybe yeah. I don't fight, but I like yeah. maybe wear this. But, yeah. but yeah, there's a new clothing lines and they... Like many but baseball jerseys caught on and those sure. people weren't all playing baseball, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Baseball hats, <laughs> big time. Yeah, so, uh, and the art director of the company was super, like, into my photography, this whole <laughs> dark, grainy <laughs> things I'm doing Blurry, with, with, with the boxers and fighters yeah, yeah, I've yeah. done. Right. And Great. he wants me in on an um, advertising campaign, which they um, they are doing a, a blast of a whole year that associate with UFC yeah. stuff. And, and, and he's really into, he seems to be really excited about having discovered me. And and the stuff that I've been doing, and I'm like, wow! It's the like music stuff. That too, he likes some of the music stuff that I've because done because the, he likes ba- the bands that I shot. The man in uh, New York, yeah, Mr. Uh, Ralph Gibson. Mr. Gibson said, was, "No more music." I know. <laughs> oh, he said, "Not not fight either," because he said the things that you're uh, done with that too. No, uh, well, the things that he noticed I have in common is I shoot easy subject because fighters and musicians are entertainers. All set up, yeah. They right. kind of just there doing their they're, own they're, thing. They're acting like they're photographs. Yeah, they yeah they're just giving it to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He kind of told me to like you know try you a little harder. It. You gotta find it. <laughs> and that's why I told him to give me a camera that would be a little bit more ambiguous. Help me find it. <laughs> It's like, he wants to give you the lands if you find yeah, the body. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but back to the... Yeah. So that's why I kind of keep delaying my plan to go to Thailand because now I picked this up. I'm going to have to do photo series for the ad campaign ah. for the new clothing lines. Do they want you in Thailand? They want you no, here. No, here. They want uh, you here. They want me to shoot their friends. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, sure. some of the stuff I shot, they already could use, but they don't know them. So Yeah, yeah. So they try to arrange your something. people. Yeah, their so, people rather. Yeah, yeah. So to become your people. So it's gonna be crazy. It's your like, subjects. It's it's like, and and I mean, I feel well. What pretty, about as far as pad? Because you want to bail out of Glissel Park. Yeah, I, I'm trying to deal with that in the next. Because you want to float, right? So you'd be yeah. ready to go to Thailand or and anywhere, have no, or anywhere, or anywhere without being yeah situation. Yeah, at least for the next few months, uh, I I have. I need to do this thing was not 
it just came up. It was unforeseen. Yeah. Yeah. I was just looking around, seeing what's up right, in Thailand, right. MMA scene, and it's opportunity. It was, it was here, and and it and it, of course, you not know, total luck because you've been doing all this work. Exactly. If you didn't have that work. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, like the whole Thailand connection would come in handy because the company also deal with Thai artists and Thai yeah. designers and yeah. and things. So it's it's a it's an interesting um, intersect of different yeah, interests, yeah. you know. And um, common ground. Yeah, and I feel pretty strong and confident about getting into a situation where I am that person who can translate both, you know, the American market into the Thais, whether it be arts or you know movies or something like that fighting scene and then translate back what the Thai scene like political scene to you yeah. <laughs> like you keep no, asking I'm like geez let me go well, the way, look, the way our, even our internet news this stuff just comes in flashes it don't you don't have hardly any background yeah a reality without it's a reality of it that if stuff happened in a country where they don't speak English it doesn't seem as significant because they can't express, you know. So I'm almost like feeling like, oh, if I go over there, I can maybe translate the sentiment a little bit more. But not that, not that it's like needed, but it feels like it kind of bridged a little bit more understanding British ruling for quite for a, a long while. time. So and maybe this is a reaction against it, military, government. Yeah, it's... Put their own people down. I know last year... There yeah. was kind of an uprising. Yeah, with the monks and yeah. stuff. It was pretty crazy. And I want right. to sneak in there some point next year, see what's And there's happening. been a lady whose father was a big fighter, and yeah. she's been a She's a Nobel Peace Prize. And right. was sort of, was actually an elected. Um, right, but she's got to stay in her house. Yeah. What's yeah, her name? Uh, Song Jong Suki or something. Sometimes Song these flashes you know yeah. Balloon Boy was our big news for a little bit I, you know I missed the whole thing I was kind of glossed over it okay Balloon Boy was <laughs> they uh, the father had launched a helium balloon uh-huh. and oops one of my sons is in there and then it turns out you know the police everybody we gotta help get uh-huh. the boy out of there uh-huh. turns out the boy was never in there he was hiding and oof, we're a relief no, no, Daddy. Remember, I was supposed to be hiding. This is how we're going to get our own reality show. Oh, and so there's a whole old, thing man. on this, maybe a psychological insight to the U.S. Uh, mind about wanting to be a celebrity. Oh, yeah. And uh, this man has yeah. a history of chasing tornadoes and had been talking to producers of reality shows. Yeah. And so now there's a whole like, hand-wringing, I guess, on her own... Uh, uh, fold in the fabric of our national character that might be kind of suspect and maybe not so yeah. genuine. No, but I mean, I've, I've, I've been fascinated with the, you know, like how things kind of roll itself out. Like, you know, like the U.S. is pretty much commonly known as to be like the land of opportunities and yeah. everybody can have a chance yeah. at something and then it turns to be, you know, like corporate model where anybody can work their way up or yeah. now is like lottery winning or becomes a reality movie star yeah. but get your kids or TV star in on bullshit yeah. hyping up a situation yeah some people are very upset about yeah. this how dare this happen Ugh, it happens Even all the time this all one doesn't happen ladders, to be yeah, recorded right. 
all's fair and whatever, you know. Yeah. But with this, there's like some big injustice has been done because he got his kids to lie. Oh, on this. whatever. I, I, I know, I know. It's very strange. <laughs> but that was a big thing. So, uh, with our news and our thirst for knowledge, you know, something comes up in Thailand and there's some riot at the airport and the airport was closed. They shut down the airport. Yeah, yeah, right. This is a big news. And what's going on funny. here? You know, what's going on <laughs> here? What is, money uh, and stuff. How, do you, how does this government run any? They have a king? Or what mm-hmm. do they do? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But but that's, you know, that's like a weird philosophical I, Of course. Difference. And this is like, why right away I wanted information yeah. from you on this. And and I, I tried to... I wasn't going to dismiss it like yeah. that. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Like Every time something comes up, it's almost like, oh. I don't even know where to begin, <laughs> because there's like there 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 are certain social norms, there are cultural, historical, and religious factors, and then then there's a the, there's a lot of changes that goes on because of of international contact. So a lot of there's a lot of little things that happen. Oh, there was a little thing that happened, Mr. Carradine. Oh yeah, little <laughs> thing. Once again, we hear about Bangkok. Yeah. <laughs> Like awesome, that's what we want to put it up there as an impression of Bangkok. And I heard people say, of course, it would be there. Yeah, and 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 I I mean I think of um, the favorite quote favorite (laughs) quote that came out of there was like the police said no farang die of natural causes in Thailand, (laughs) and I'm like, what? (laughs) Okay, that's good. A police is making an official statement. And, I mean, people t- treat death a little bit differently. Like, over here, it's, like, immediately trying to find fault. Yeah, right. Well, the family right away. Yeah. Which is understandable. I mean, it's... Yeah, one of these guys who does... Seems um, normal. Commercials. Hey, I got a real fast, loud voice, and I sell yeah. things. And yeah. I think his name was Billy... Oh. Well, he di- he died of a heart attack. The autopsy said, but... Yeah. It was Chocho in his body. And the family, right? No way! This What's guy never Chocho? used... It's drugs? Kokana. Oh, okay. Oh, right, because they had to protect the right, name right? of the dead. And, and it seemed the same with Mr. Carradine, mm-hmm. right away. No way. There's no way he's be into silliness. <laughs> self and but, I mean, uh, but... I mean, I should be laughing about any no, of this, but... No, but the Thai is It's funny, the Thai is thrust really in, in, in this dimension of Thailand, which is... It's like they, crazy they, people shutting down the airport, and then be, people found in the closet hung yeah. like this. They treat death really differently to begin with. They like, oh, you know, culturally they think you got it coming to you. Oh, However, karma, you die. Karma, right. Yeah, because your past life is already determined how you're going to die in this life. That's really that, kind that's, of interesting way of working it out. Because yeah. the other way of like, boy, he lived a good life. Why did yeah. this happen to him? Yeah. The whole idea of, no, the life before, yeah, he did not live so good. Yeah, he probably did That's such a, bad. just yeah. go further, you can deal with it. But, Humans but in, then, their, in know, their thing. It doesn't mean that they won't try to crack down who did what, but it's... I don't know how much money is on tourism, but probably a lot, a lot with Thailand, yeah, right? Yeah, a lot. So you don't want a bad, it's safe to come here. Yeah, it, you know? it's still, yeah... I don't know. I, I feel I I have a really huge mixed feelings about it because when I was a teenager in Thailand, I was kind of um, 
like they start building buildings to cater to those yeah, kind of, of interests and then all the natural resources are uh, a sideline yeah. or if not destroyed you know things little to things like that this yeah industry and yeah and then further than that is the influences of minds of of culture of yeah, yeah. the way people relate to each other is is it's actually it's actually i can almost go so far to say that the original culture is kind of destroyed then again, Thailand has been a hub for all its history. So yeah, it yeah. has China coming in, yeah, India yeah. coming yeah. in. So it's always been this, this place that, that it just changes and into whatever influences that comes England through. England hung out for a while. For a while. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's also the kings were educated in England. Yeah, absolutely. So they took a lot no, of... some of the institutions, right? right? Right, Yeah, this education system... And, uh, Judicial, maybe some of the government. Yeah, yeah, the the parliament, parliamentary the, system. Yeah, yeah, all that. Uh, so it's natural for humans, you know, to adapt. It's how far I guess, which is like selling out, mm-hmm. right? We would say to a, about a band, yeah, <laughs> taking the big money. Right. You know, there might be a parallel to that to a. a Economy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, it seems to be like a bad idea if you go where the money is, you know, because you, know, and, you are... any cost, right? Well, the, I guess that's the definition of selling out is you let go of your ideals. Yeah, right. Um, Anything's fair game. Yeah, but then you... Your yeah. daughters. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, that's a whole gray line about justification your way through. Like, well, you know, if you do this this way and then you still reserve your your... Your your original goals, maybe but, win you win. Know, you, yeah, that, that's that's all it is, and people kind of interpret. Or maybe things. some people say, well, maybe some of the bad, the old wasn't that good to hold exactly. on to. Exactly. So yeah, this uh, so all that lose, Maybe some young people might think this because mm-hmm. some stuff was institutionalized that was creepy, and maybe the only way to get rid of it is to bring in some of this farang. Right. Well, yeah, in a way, but then the the laws actually was pretty interesting because like the foreigners can't own shit yeah right in you know it's you know like it's this tiny country so but just because they're not owning it if you're accommodating them yeah it's almost virtual <laughs> them running and there's the idea of uh if you're totally accommodating these cats breeding themselves wider by <laughs> by marriage and all this oh, thing yeah, so yeah. there's right. this whole other thing because they want to be whiter also there's a thing about capital of sexual reassignment and uh and the, the the lady boys are considered third sex. Right, right, right. Which the the idea was that all the men who cheated on their wives yeah. are born in this life as as, as a w- woman stuck in a man's body yeah. as a part of paying karma. off yeah. karma to, to learn the lesson. To learn the lesson, but because that's also a huge problem: is men cheating on the wives. Is problem, you know? Is no, no, because everybody's saying that the prostitutes all for the farang, but not. Yeah. Actually, the case. Majority yeah. is for uh, Thai people. Yeah. See, again, don't have a good picture Mm-mm. of Thailand. It's just so mysterious. It's just more obvious when they go hanging out with foreigners. Sure, the, 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 those parts of town with yeah. all the flamboyant. Yeah, you see that more. But, yeah, it's it's, it's an interesting class system and all, all this unpleasant thing that nobody really talks about that I'm definitely going to go in and, and dig it out. And check out. And we're talking about... <laughs> Using Skype, where we can uh, maybe do some radio <laughs> shows together. Reporting from the field. Yeah, this is great. 
Yeah. This would be great because, um, uh, well, yeah, I mean, you got family, you got blood, but now you actually get to go and live there now. How, how long is, is your plan? Um, my original plan is because uh, I have scheduled that I want to be at, at other places. Like, yeah. I want to go back to Jazz Fest next spring. Yeah. So I might come back, but. When's that? April? Ap end of April. Mm -hmm. But I might not. So it's. It's, I, you know, I have no fixed dates on that. I, I haven't bought my ticket to go out yet. No, because of this other opportunity yeah. that just came. Yeah, and very interesting. Um, you got to take some pictures of some fighters. Yeah, and actually, you know, I'm selling out because it's commercial. <laughs> no, actually, it's just funny because the idea behind it, the the. The line is something... Well, you were going to take pictures of fighter anyway. You they, were going to go to Thailand and yeah, follow one of these exactly, guys, right? They want exactly the way I do it because they, yeah. it's the same idea behind it. Like They right. want to feature people. What's, what a coincidence. And please don't shave. I like that mustache. And on and on and on. And <laughs> crazy. You know, I haven't really followed it. Is it like... It's like the recycler, right? An online yeah. version of the recycler. Pretty much, it's pretty huge. Combined all with over like the world. those ads in the back of the LA Weekly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And that's why it was funny because I went to Craigslist Thailand and I'm like, you know, for sure, it's gonna have a huge thing in the personal ad. Yeah. And yeah, sure enough, it was like white man looking for yeah. girlfriends or you know ladies and you know wives and and all these women put their pictures up like looking yeah. for husbands and I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's not. A, I mean, that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah. But no what's mysteries. funnier is the personal ads locally in LA. <laughs> yeah, it's freakier, and as you can get like totally almost fetish carried away yeah. reading this weirdness. Like, really? This is what people are spending time doing? Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you notice in the free weeklies, those sections get bigger and yeah. bigger. It's and big money. And how, you know what, in the old days, do you remember, a, you weren't here yet, but there was something called the L.A. Free Press. Actually. And it was a hippie I thing. I kind of okay, heard of it, You know, yeah. exposed cop brutality and yeah, whatever. Yeah. And it then turned into the Freep. And it was nothing but these personal ads. Yeah. It's. It's sad, you know. It's like well, it's a it's the same thing with dimension the, of humanity. No, no, it's the th same thing with the balloon guy. Balloon boy. Because the idea is like everybody wants to stand out somehow. They want to find yeah. connection. They want to feel validated yeah. by being a part of something of or that other outside uh, reinforcement of who they are. And you know, it's. It's sort of like why I do photography the way I do. You mean the ladies putting the ads or the guys? All that <laughs> stuff. I mean, most people, I mean, I don't want to say most because I haven't met most, but yeah. it's common enough that people are lost. You know, they're kind of looking for somebody else to tell them what, who they are or validate that they are a good enough person yeah. or, or lovable. And it's like, it boils out to a If you pay somebody, few, it probably doesn't matter. Different. Oh, this is a little personal thing, though. I don't yeah. know. Um, I went to art college, so there's a bunch of us that still stay in touch in Thailand from Thailand. Yeah, yeah. One has been married for the last ten, fifteen years in Orlando. She works for Disney, and she's like have that white picket fence corporate life. Yeah. And uh, and she told me she just emailed me the other day and said one of my husband's friends is lonely and looking for someone to love. <laughs> and it's like a weird thing. I'm like, what are you? Are you? 
I, I, when I read the first time, I was like, are you, like, spamming me? Who are you? But... <laughs> she, it's your old college buddy. But yeah, and she was like, yeah, and, and I was well, showing... Well, maybe she's soliciting. <laughs> she, was, she was showing different friends on the Hi-Fi, which is like a Facebook, MySpace type thing with all these friends. And she told me, like, oh, the guy was drawn immediately to this one of our mutual friends in Bangkok, who's actually, like, doesn't do... is not doing very well, you know, like, as far as financial-wise and future... And so this could help. So her she's like, he, she was like, "Dad, what do you think? This guy really likes her and said she's cute. Should I hook them up or something? You know? Because I called her and and she's also looking for someone to love. I'm like, oh my god, this is so sleazy. But then you know, it's like, yeah, maybe it could be a solution or somebody needing to be with. In the old someone. west, they used to write ads. There were so many men out here looking for gold and stuff. And oh, mail order price. <laughs> come on over. Yeah. Oh, you, know? you told me about and the like Their options was, well, I'm going to be a seamstress in this factory. Yeah, exactly. And uh, And my friend has this a kind really of a little a, a hint life. of desperation. Is all desperation. So maybe that's not bargaining from a position of strength. Yeah, and that's so scary. And that's that's why it could get a little. That's why I'm kind of skeptical about looking at the situation. But yeah. I'm not in the situation yeah, to make a decision if if this is a way out for her, and if it's a way out for him to get out of his singlehood or whatever that <laughs> he's looking for a wife or cook. I don't know, but <laughs> like uh, I'd like to see what comes out of it. But it's like really, I, I thought I'm like separate from that you know, random connection thing. I thought it's all, you know, pretty manageable. Meanwhile, you know, yesterday the Dodgers owner mm. fired his wife. Well, last week fired. they separated, yeah. Didn't she try to buy the, the team or well, something? Well, now there's big divorce war going to happen. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Boy-girl situations. Yeah. But Play some music. Okay.
you can be sick. Try to vomit inside the toilet. Oh, you hurt inside. And this time you can quit. It's too late. Now you're choking. Watch from Pedro Show. Uh, we heard uh, tune number three dash zero four by OG. Uh, he's an English young man and uh, learning how to play music and doing it. Can't really find people to play with, so he's just doing it himself, <laughs> which I think is a great thing. Then we got Touch Goya by uh, D Holder. D Holder is originally from Knoxville. Eastern part of Tennessee, now lives in near Osaka, in Japan, and is learning music. Uh, I think Mr. Shimmy's giving him some guitar lessons. <laughs> and then we had Loader by Paul Anker. And Paul Anker, a band out of uh, Joshua Tree, which is a father on bass and his son on drums, and them making a band together. <laughs> which, you know, to me, these are very personal uh, parts of music. I don't know what other people see in it, but I love it. <laughs> and uh, if anything, like other people who are want to get into music, see they're doing it. Yeah, you do it too. That's what D Boone said. You know, something about uh, what do you say? One band, one, one block for every block, a band. Yeah. <laughs> but what if there's two guys on the block who want a band? They will have a band together. Um. Yeah, interesting what you're talking about. Uh, you slip in between the two cultures. I, it'd be great. We do some shows with you uh, and over of course, there. And I can't, I can't wait to go to different cultures. Yeah, I'm a little bit. You have a trippy place kind, in your life where you yeah, can do this. Kind, yeah, I kind of want to, you know, get more familiar with India. Uh, yeah, I want to go. I there. have some friends there, and I'd like to check it out. Jamask yeah. has been there a bunch, but mainly to an ashram. This lady Yama has kind That's of right. like her little yeah, her, her little compound where mm -hmm. uh, her uh, people who listen to her words live and stuff. And yeah. Jay's visited there a few times. Um, and uh, but I would love to go to India. Yeah, you should. Come. So much of the world I haven't seen, even though I've seen some. It's pretty intense, India. I can imagine, but it's a cradle civilization. Mm -hmm. I think it has significant. I think it's a dynamic. It's a it's a culture and change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, right now it's a really time, significant huh? time. Right. Um, yeah, I like to. They've uh, had incredible, uh, just climate and geographical challenges. Right, <laughs> every year here comes a monsoon. Yeah, I was gonna say go Jeez. during the monsoon. You know, yeah. whooper ass. People die weather. every year. Here come, we're gonna get flooded yeah. out. Yeah, it's we're almost like okay. Out. Is it you this time? Like. <laughs> 
craziness. Also, I think envy is about a lot of different people. Yeah, it's right? very, very um, mixed, you know, of religion, culture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's different from region to region. That's what I mean. Many, yeah. many. So, yeah. probably take a long time, really, to absorb it all. It's probably a mystery. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's why I read about India once. She's never truly invaded. She ab- in- absorbs her invaders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because, it, because their, their, their idea is... As, as well as some other cultures with old you know history like that they feel like they have time you know that's like the very different mentality with western idea western right. idea is like got to do it now right. very impulsive right. trying to get in you know everything right away but right. India is like well yeah we'll let the western world run around for a while but we'll just you know we'll we'll, we'll take over <laughs> you know eventually we'll wait it out with our you know brain power through our computer people <laughs> we are studying, studying hard, and we'll we'll prevail. It's it's just yeah, it's a little diff, the clock runs differently <laughs> in different. That countries. was a big thing in that book, James Burnett on those three Thai books about <laughs> how Thailand had to like. Well, his point being an English guy coming over for wrong, they had to deal with the clock. They had to deal <laughs> with the week. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. this idea of time yeah. and stuff and this is one reason problem with the methamphetamine yeah the only way we could it's unnatural to us so we'll use this unnatural chemical mm-hmm. kind of trippy <laughs> perspective <laughs> but both you and your half sister said this guy's crazy yeah she's the one who read it and she didn't finish it and she's like whatever yeah you only got a few pages into it two chapters yeah no I um, read all three yes but I understand that yeah, it's not the most accurate. It's just an airplane book yeah, for those but, hell rides. But that's a, the weird thing about it. I read some Thai things, and it's not accurately portrayed itself either because it wants to look good. That's that's like really in the mentality. They want to be liked and accepted. You can see that in Thai people because they ah. smile all the time. They're yeah, yeah. welcoming. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, they keep the gossip in the back end. But they never really accuse foreigners or visitors of anything. And it's just, it's just weird. It's um, foreigners never die of natural causes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and everything is worth like it's, it's up for laugh, laughing at. I don't know. <laughs> so be okay. careful what you do. Out there. I mean, yeah, yeah. Especially in India, it's like if you become something strange, they just laugh at you, and you're just standing there like a mad person trying to get something done or something. They just laugh at you. Maybe that's a little healthy. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for really having me. Really righteous. October 23rd, 2009. Lot for Pedro show. Keep your powder dry. One last thing. I should add that if you want to get a hold of Miss Peak or see any of her work, please go to peakness.com. That's P is in police. E is an egg, A is an association, K is in kangaroo, N is in Nancy, E is in exactly, S is in ship, S is in shipmate.com, peakness.com. Lots of good stuff there. You can see your work. P E A K N E S S dot com. <laughs>